Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade podcast. Today is the third part of our four-part series where we mock draft rank vets by position for next year. Today, we're doing the wide receiver position. I'm your host, Gina Noble. You can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF and allow me to introduce the smartest fantasy guys in the business. We have our Papa of the Pod, Magic Mike, at underscore Papa Bear Claw on Twitter. Mike, say hello to your fans. Hello. I love your hello. Hello. I, n- I never say a lot. <laughs> I know. It's always hello. <laughs> and our... Our fantasy Messiah with the long hair. Yes! Mm. <laughs> And our little George Kittle and fantasy pod producer, Nick James. Say hello to your fans. Oh, wait. At Iowa in the NFL on Twitter, Nick James. Say hello to your fans. Hello to the fans and the queen and to Mike. Hello. And the listeners. And thank you to our guest of the show who helped be our fourth wheel. We have our friend MJ. You can find him on Sleeper MJR82 and on Twitter at Matt Reller. So thank you, Matt, for joining us for our actual rank fest of wide receivers. You can also find him on the disc golf. Of course, here he's a pro. Oh, he likes disc golf. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, he's got like a whole wall of all of his hole in ones. He's he's really into it. He's really good at it. I was just watching the the softball tournament we were at. They had a disc golf course, and I was like, I was watching all the guys doing their disc golf, and I'm like, I would be so bad at that. <laughs> yeah, he sends like the coolest pictures in chat sometimes with like the oh, sunset and everything. Yeah, way to go, MJ. I want to see you in action. All right, well let's get into this, shall we? We shall. Yeah. All right. Well, I have stayed true to the number one pick. I went ahead and chose the 101. And my first pick, which probably won't come as much of a shock to anyone, is Mr. Justin Jefferson. Why? Because he's awesome. So (laughs) I went with the... Hashtag analysis. (laughs) Did you see that catch last week? Everyone instantly all over Twitter. Catch of the year. Catch of the year. It's like, that's like the fifth catch of the year this year. Yeah, he does that like almost every week. I feel like Justin Jefferson's kind of a no-brainer. We can probably move right on to number two. Coming into the season, you might have thought, hey, it could still be like Chase at the end of the year because it was always these two as the first two wide receivers off the board. But with Chase with a hip injury, it's basically just game, set, match. J-Jets, number one. For sure. So what's behind door number two, Papa? Oh Yeah, I'll go with Jamar Chase. That's an easy number two for me. If he didn't get hurt, he might even still be number one to me just because being tied to Burrow is a little bit better than being tied to Kirby Cousins in the long run. Nobody wants to be married to Cousins. No. That's not a... That's... Kissing Cousins? Nope. <laughs> that was the implication. <laughs> I was just gonna let it be implied. See, I am here... <laughs> as my job as the host of the show, I just want to make sure nobody misses any of these, <laughs> these jokes. <laughs> Yeah, she, she's Captain America, like I understood that reference. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> All right, Jamar Chase. Avi number two. I mean, come on. All right, let's start. Uh, let's get to the interesting ones now. Yeah, so MJ took our third position, and he went with AJ Brown. Brown. I just said Brown. 
You said it again. <laughs> she browned out. <laughs> yeah, that's a verb now. It's, Brown is a verb. Yeah, I'm not putting that part in. <laughs> no, no. You guys all get canceled, and it was totally unintentional. AJ Brown at the 103. AJ Brown just got injured. I think he's on the injury list. Man, they like were covering the crap out of him, which was good for me because I was playing Devonta Smith in a couple leagues, and obviously Devonta Smith has been like really disappointing. But this game, he actually ended up being the go-to for Jalen Hurts. On his birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> it was a good birthday present for everyone. Well, I hope you didn't need two points out of A.J. Brown yeah. last week. Yeah, because you weren't getting it. That was a crazy game. Crazy game. He rolled his ankle and then continued to play out the rest of the game and proceeded to do nothing with it. And he's questionable now. So, I mean, it's something I'm watching, but this is kind of funny. Coming right after Mike was saying when we were drafting Jalen Hurts, it's like, I'm curious to see what Hurts looks like without A.J. Brown, or at least something to watch for. But uh, A.J. Brown, I mean, at the three spot, that's probably that's where I would have him, too. He's got five weeks this year out of ten as, as a wide receiver one. He's back-end wide receiver one on the season, and he just looks fantastic. And his not seeing any knee injuries this year, which is surprising, considering he was kind of plagued with them in Tennessee. Yep, this little thing recently is an ankle. Out like a lion in like a Nick. <laughs> Lamb chops? Or am I singing along? You can. <laughs> Nick's at the 104. Obviously, we all know who he picked now. Mm -hmm. You can't see these picks, but I picked CD Lamb. <laughs> 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 I would prefer CeeDee Lamb at three, and it's just, just a little bit younger than A.J. Brown. And really, I'm not concrete with A.J. Brown as three, even though he should be up here. You know, with the injury things and whatnot, he was someone where you could get him a little bit later coming into the season and in the offseason. And he's part of what makes the Eagles good right now. And he didn't have a great game, and they lost last week. But uh, with CeeDee Lamb, he just came off his best game of the season. Yeah, he had a big game. He's younger than uh, a good portion of the, the other wide receiver ones on the season, and he didn't do a whole ton while QB1 backup was in. Mm -hmm. He's got Dak back, and you know, last week he was wide receiver two on the week, and he had 15 targets, which is a ton of targets. A centerpiece, a focal point, it could even be good for him if they sign Odell Beckham. It could just, you know, free up even more for Lamb, but as it sits right now, if I'm rolling the dice. There's a couple wide receivers that are doing better than Lamb this year uh, that are also young that are coming right up. But as of right now, I'm splitting a tie with CeeDee Lamb. Okay. All right. Back to me at the 105. And I went with Jalen Waddle. Um, Jalen has been crushing it. And he's young. Second season. He's got a great quarterback in Tua. He doesn't seem to be missing out on anything with Tyreek Hill over there. Uh, the two of them are just absolutely crushing it week to week. So I feel really good about getting Jalen Waddle at the 105. I'm I'm good with that. Kind of wild. It almost seems like even at five, he's still underrated, which he's kind of been since even when we dr were drafting him in rookie drafts, like mm -hmm. sometimes going in early second. He's in his second year. He's wide receiver six this year, like overall, yeah. which is insane. He's an interesting like case study because like you didn't get like that final season production in like college. Uh, there was injury. And then he didn't test. A lot of like clouding what he could potentially be. There's a bunch of guys that have looked good and didn't play a lot and didn't test and didn't turn out to be that 
great for Waddle to be the wide receiver six on the season when he's got the wide receiver two next to him in Tyreek Hill and be five years younger than that player. Like Mike said there, you could argue Waddle, he's younger than A.J. Brown and more productive. He's younger than Lamb and more productive. So I feel like Waddle is has a case of the always the bridesmaid, never the bride when he could be. He's good enough to be. <laughs> But he's overshadowed (laughs) by other players, but arguably is just as effective, just as good. Yep. Like Devonta Smith. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. He was overshadowed by him at Bama. Well, he's not overshadowed by him now. (laughs) He's uh, overshadowing this next pick. Yeah. All right. Mr. Magic Mike. Oh, yeah. I'm up up at pick six here. I went with DK Metcalf. I know he's a little disappointing this year with Geno Smith at like wide receiver 17 but i still think he's a physical freak i still think he's the most talented in this area only 24 years old and at picking him at six i'm really banking on them getting a better passing quarterback for next year not that gino has been bad for fantasy but he's just not the best quarterback in the nfl he's not he's not if he's quarterback nine in fantasy he's not quarterback nine in the nfl yep and there's talks now already of them potentially trying to bring back gino just because like he's earned it dk's about to turn 25 but even with that we're talking about next year he's this is the prime of one of the best wide receivers in the nfl even though he's a little bit older than some of these younger cats he's not even a full year older than waddle he's like sneaky younger i like the dk metcalf pick much happier with my metcalf shares this year than i have in frustrating years past um the other thing is speaking of geno smith talks of coming back i may look brilliant with my quarterback pick from last week no, two weeks ago. Yeah. Just saying. I think Just literally saying. since we've recorded that podcast, I've seen reports like, hey, they might actually try to bring Gino back. So See? Mike was dry heaving at that pick when I did it, and he might mm. be like, brilliant. You're brilliant uh, by the I'm end. Still, I, I'll, I'll still be heaving, even if you're right. <laughs> Shut it, Mike. <laughs> it's nothing to do with your opinion on it. It's just Gino. It's like my reaction every time you talk about Jared Goff, and I'm like, Bleh. The upside of Goff is... The upside of Goff. Well, Gina may be for Gino. Yeah. <laughs> they hold the Broncos pick, so it'll be holding your breath that they don't take a quarterback if you're highly invested in Gino. All right. Uh, back to our friend MJ at the 107, and he went with a personal favorite of mine. I have a feeling he might have gone a, maybe a little earlier than you guys would have gone here. I don't know. Uh, but he went with Stefan Diggs. I digs it because I love Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is 28 years of age. He's uh, he's getting up there, but an absolute favorite target of Josh Allen. And that combo, you just can't beat. So if you are building that win now roster, obviously you always want to go out there and win. He is a nice piece to have. Um, this is for the 20 23 season, but I freaking love Stefan Diggs. I love him. One of the self-identified flaws in my game is that when it's like someone who could be really good or someone who could be almost as good but significantly younger, I often pick the younger guy. So that leads me to miss guys like Cooper Cup. Didn't have a lot of him. Like that's one of those ones where I'm not going to hit because they're already old enough where if I'm going to gamble, it's going to be on a younger guy. So Stefan Diggs, barely younger than Cup. 
he is the I think like standard leagues he's the number one and then PPR number two it's like over 23 points a game tied to Josh Allen it's just you have to love it it's just just hoping you're not going to be the one caught holding the bag when his value cuts in half you know what I mean he's at 29 now what about when he's 30 no you hope you're the one holding the championship yeah (laughs) yep when you're taking an older guy like that you're gambling that hey I know that in future years I'm going to be really disappointed that I have this player so I'm taking him and banking on him being healthy weeks 15 16 and 17 otherwise then I probably wasted my pick other than leading your team to the playoffs but he would also be the reason why you got beat because you didn't have him it's a gamble on one season of being healthy when you need him when you pick the older ones Mm -hmm. so it's just someone I would often miss now with that being said it's only a few picks from now where I would have actually taken digs but it is just a little bit over where I would take him right now for next year I would take him soon I mean I'm not even quite sure he'd be my first wide receiver that's over 25 years old off the board but definitely within the next five picks I'd be taking him but I fall into the same thing with you kind of just going for a little more you know length of career when I'm going for a wide receiver with the upside and if I'm spending this kind of capital on him if I'm looking for a guy that's going to be older and still put and, and take the dart throw on that I'd probably go with Hopkins you know 10 rounds later I do love, I love digs. I don't have the flaw. I, I I probably have the opposite flaw as you, Nick, and I'm the one who's like emotionally attached to certain players and <laughs> I, I take them where I want them. I don't care. I'm like, no, I freaking want digs. He's awesome and I'm taking him. I'll deal with the rest later. All right. So that was the 107. Moving on to the 108. We are back to Nick. Yep. With this pick, I picked another wide receiver too for his own team who's young and that's T Higgins. He had injury things at the beginning of the season, and then now he's healthy, and then Chase has hip (laughs) injury that he is dealing with currently. T. Higgins is going to be productive when Chase is there, and even when he's not, it's it's still been adequate. So just another one of these younger guys where they're already proven that they can be studs, and even if they're not scoring quite as well as some of the older guys, it's in Dynasty, especially we're talking 2023 Dynasty value, I would prefer Higgins here over the remainder. Worst case scenario for, with like how he's done so far in his career, you're looking at like a 23 year old wide receiver too. Yep, and I don't know a ton about hip injuries for wide receivers. If that ends up being something that is nagging or serious or re-injured or whatever, it could be just you know that much more of just Higgins. So we'll tee off the third round with uh, me finishing the second picking T Higgins. The second round of our four person draft. Okie dokie, back. Back to me. 109. Yep, you're on to the 109 currently. All right, so 109 is back to me, and I went with Chris Olave here. Obviously, rookie, young, went with some youth. Ooh la la, Olave. Olave, Olave. Yep, yep that's, that, that's your cue. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, why did I pick Chris Olave here? <laughs> because he's pro- cause right now, at this point in the year, he is the stud out of the 2022 wide receiver class wide receiver 18 on the year the best wide receiver on his team no michael thomas putting up big games throughout the year and even though he is wide receiver 18 he did miss a full game and was limited in other games throughout the year so it's not like he's played every single snap on the field and he's 22 yep he's also the youngest person we've picked so far it's just a big as of right now, Dalton's a starter, and they don't know when Winston's going to be back. So I, I think he is back. I think it's still questionable if they're starting him, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's out with a back. 
Oh, he's got a back. He's actually he's back with a back. Hmm. Interesting. Does he have two knees or one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chris Olave has been super consistent, and uh, he's. I mean, he's only gonna get better. So. You hope. He he is Mike. The power of positive energy. Come on now. Oh no, I like the pick. I'll be positive on it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. And speaking of Mike, it's you at the one ten. Oh wow. Who did I pick? <laughs> the pits, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went with Michael Pittman right to follow up Olave after I got stifed by Gina. Oh, I love it when I snipe you guys. I love it. <laughs> I live for it. He's like this he's like the start of an of the next tier for me, where you're still getting a twenty five year old ish wide receiver that has shown that he can put up solid numbers. I mean he's wide receiver sixteen on the year this year with Sam Ellinger and Matt Ryan at quarterback. Amazing. I mean and last year it was the train wreck of a season that was Wentz and I think that quarterback situation can only get better. Like can't get much worse. <laughs> no. So if wide receiver 16 is kind of like his floor at this point going into his prime I'm thinking he'll be a bit better next year with an improved quarterback situation if it does. Yep. Has been a dominant force as far as targets go. It looked really bleak for him with Ellinger in there but with Ryan back maybe it could go back to being the Pittman show where he's able to put up solid wide receiver four numbers every week with a bunch of targets but next year it's like which aging vet will they bring in next year and if they bring in the right one it could be good for Pittman. Next at the 111 is uh, back to MJ and I'm going to let Nick do the honor of talking about his favorite player at this pick. Yep. The the music stops, the DJ scratches and MJ picks DJ Moore. <laughs> Someone looked at my roster share and saw that I have more DJ Moore than any other wide receiver and they're like that looks like DJ Moore in the 5th round every time. I'm like, "No, no. This is from previous seasons." And then I look at all my drafts from this season and it was consistently DJ Moore in the 5th round. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, this is someone who I just haven't quit on. and I won't quit on you. I had him ranked as one of the top wide receivers <laughs> with A.J. Brown and Chris Godwin a few years ago. So it's been just like I've been on the D.J. Moore train for a while, and they got rid of CMC, and it's still D.J. Moore dominating the targets there with a little bit of Terrace Marshall emerging. Hopefully next year they land a decent QB. Uh, they're likely going to have an early pick, even though they need to stop winning if they want to do so. Uh, I appreciate MJ picking DJ Moore because everybody knows that's who I would have picked. I think it was a little bit of snipage going on there. <laughs> And as an, on another note, I envision you the scene in the Titanic where Kate Winslet is holding on to Jack and it's, I'll never let go, Jack. And that's you with DJ Moore on the iceberg. That's true. And DJ Moore's young enough where it's got like, you still got like two hours of movie left. <laughs> I'm going to be holding on for a long time. <laughs> I feel like that actually needs to be our picture that goes with this podcast. <laughs> you and DJ Moore on the iceberg. I know it's beating a dead horse with DJ Moore, but Carolina's got to be going to be picking early. Imagine if he actually gets a quarterback that can throw going into his prime. Mm. I mean, it's said every year with DJ Moore. Oh, imagine if he has a quarterback. It's like Terry McLaurin, but like <laughs> it's like a broken record. <laughs> but like seriously, imagine if he gets a quarterback in twenty three. Like they they actually are able to draft one early. Like which is going to happen first? DJ Moore gets a QB, or Aaron Rodgers gets wide receivers? Oh man, Aaron Rodgers might get one. Might have one. <laughs> might 
I'd have one. Um, speaking of McLaurin, he's somebody who, I mean, spoiler alert, he doesn't get picked in the top 24 here. But after watching him the other night, I'm like, why don't I have McLaurin in my top 24? He looks really good. Because he's sneaky old DJ Moore. DJ Moore or McLaurin? McLaurin. He's, he's a sneaky old DJ Moore. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, like he looked, he was making all kinds of crazy catches. And I'm like, man, McLaurin just, he's amazing tonight. He was mic'd up for one thing and said, you know, don't put a safety on me. If McLaurin's sneaky old, he's just over 27, but he's reached that point where it's like, yeah, they did just draft a wide receiver in the first round and it's Curtis Samuel and Rivera. But if Rivera goes, so may the Curtis Samuel infatuation and they did pay Terry McLaurin. So it could be okay, but I've never liked McLaurin as much as I've liked DJ Moore. <laughs> yes, and we, we know that by your shares of DJ Moore. Yes, more please. May I have some more, please? I will have, will you pass the more? <laughs> the gray poupon and some more. <laughs> All right, Nick, it's back to you at the 112. If uh, Terry McLaurin is cresting the hill, Tyreek is technically over it, <laughs> but blowing up this season. Not quite as old as Diggs, but Tyreek's up there, and he's been doing really well this season, so it's like, as long as he doesn't suffer an injury that affects his speed because I think if all it would take is an injury and it could be the downfall of Tyreek and it's a wrap because if he doesn't have fast and quick what is Tyreek little but that hasn't happened he's been healthy and like if you look at his game log I don't even have it pulled up in front of me but I will it's every other game yeah I see that right there <laughs> wide receiver 20 wide receiver 2 wide receiver 70 wide receiver yeah. 4 wide receiver 25 <laughs> wide receiver 3 wide receiver 23 wide receiver 3 wide receiver 2 wide receiver 20 <laughs> I see. There's a three and a two next to each other, though. So you could have gotten lucky d- against Detroit and Chicago. I mean, everybody gets lucky against Detroit and Chicago. That's kind of the point <laughs> of playing people against them. Touche. Touche. Is it luck? <laughs> <laughs> but is it? I mean, but even in his off weeks, I'll take 15 points, 14 mm-hmm. points, 13 points. It's a little disappointing when it's your top wide receiver, but... Five? Yeah, five is troubling. But, but still, like, even in those off weeks, he's <laughs> still putting up a decent amount of points. I mean, it's not like he goes out there and gets you nothing. All wide receivers do this. Yeah. There's very, very few that are just consistently awesome all the time, and even his bust weeks, most of them are still like weeks you're probably worth starting in your optimal lineup. So here for the 12th pick, I picked the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill. I love it. But the second fastest man in the NFL to Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller is number one? According to Scotty Miller, he is. Oh, I was like... <laughs> see this in writing what <laughs> scotty miller said something about it like last year or something when they were going against the chiefs when he was on the bucks well he's still on the bucks that's hilarious well speaking of consistently awesome all the time <laughs> i just want to say that i promise i didn't threaten anyone's lives if they took him okay maybe that's a little bit of a white lie <laughs> I went with Amon Ross St. Brown because he's just a ray of sunshine. He belongs on my roster in every league. I love him. And I'm a believer. And we figured out that that was the monkeys, by the way, (laughs) and not the Beatles. So common misconception. Cue the monkeys. (laughs) You didn't know that? No, we had this whole conversation. The last pod, I was like, cue the Beatles because I'm a believer. And I was like, oh, my God. I may have ignored it. So if any of you listeners picked up on that and you're like, wow, she just said that the Beatles. 
Beatles sang that song. I got it. I fixed that. I'm I'm fixing my last week's faux pas. It's the monkeys. I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm going with Amon Ra. It's just like how you sing Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, I thought you were saying it like a, a joke on purpose there. Yeah, it Don't. is. You sing it. What? The Queen. Me? Oh, the Queen. Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, um, but we don't have all day, and that's a long one, but it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, yep. Mike's just a poor boy who picked a player who went to IR after this draft. Yeah, but luckily, I don't have to play him this year. Oh, it, it hurts my heart. The cup runneth out. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally just getting ready. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably the lowest in the group on the older wide receivers, and you rarely ever see me take them. But then we got to this point, and I'm like, man, Cooper Cup's still on the board here. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot you can say about Fantastic, even with Matt Stafford being awful and atrocious this year, and that, like, five-headed running back room, whatever's going on there. It, it's still the Cooper Cup show. I know he's getting older, but I'll take a year or two at Cooper Cup at this, at this point as wide receiver 14. Yep, and when I was deciding whether I was going to pick Tyreek Hill, he was the other guy I was choosing from. It's like, oh, man, which old poison do I want to pick? Yeah, this is the point where, like, yeah, you gotta, you kind of got to take those guys. He's not even a full year younger than Cup, but Cup will be 30 next year. Coming off a high ankle that's really bad. Surgery. Cup's breaking my heart right now. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe it's Michael Thomas again. It, this could be the beginning of the downfall. It could be. But we did do this mock before he got hurt, just to be clear. Yes, we did. Yeah, before at least they announced the severity. Yeah. He's an interesting one. I'm curious to see how trades go down with Cooper Cup. Yeah, like 29 years old and surgery and high ankle sprain. That's just... But he's got that name value. Yeah, he's got that name value. That's kind of like being like 29, getting a hamstring and then hamstring and a hamstring. And then, you know, has Keenan Allen even played this year? No. Or 30. Yeah. Is he Keenan Allen? Is he Julio now? Yeah. <sighs> Or you could get really lucky and people avoid Cup like the plague because of this injury and you're not going to see him late in the season and he's one of those guys who drops so low, kind of like in this position where you're like, I'm going to take him here because it's crazy not to. So he could drop way down and you're like, well, the heck, I'm going to take him just in case because if he comes back and he's healthy and he does what he's always done, I just scored a huge deal. He he could just end up being a, a super bargain player that you're you're really excited about getting in a in a later round much later than he's probably been going for sure oh probably much later i think his dynasty value is just going to crash it's got to be like going towards hopkins at this point mm-hmm. like this is someone who was picked in like second rounds of dynasty startups and now it's like where was hopkins getting picked when he was suspended is that where cups at now or like where about where is mt getting picked is that where cups at for next season it, I almost feel like you should sell now at what is perceived as a discount because by the time you get to next year, it's going to be even lower than probably what the name value and you know good feelings you think about with Cooper Cups. Even if he's sitting on your IR, maybe it's more than what he'll be viewed as next year. I'm actually doing a uh, startup for 23 right now, 12-team Superflex uh, half-point premium, and Cooper Cup was selected at the 411 this morning by Houdat Tiger. Oh, dang. Another member of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who dat? All right, we're back to our MJ pick. 
This is pick 15. Yeah. Okay. 203. Quick maths. Quick maths. 203. 203. 4, 8, 12, 15. Got it. I don't do math. <laughs> Quick maths. That's what you guys are there for. <laughs> um, MJ went with a former do not draft pick of mine, and he's been redeemed, and that is Amari Cooper, a.k.a. Pooper Scooper Cooper. But I can take the pooper out. <laughs> yep, yep. He, he's no longer the Pooper Scooper Cooper. He's not the pooper anymore. He's my main man, Amari. But he's about to be Deshaun Watson's main man. And that's, like, I wasn't even thinking about Amari Cooper here with my next pick. But then you think about it, This is for 23. What if he comes out and Watson turns him into Fuller, where he's just, like, even better than he has been with Brissett? I mean, like, that's not too hard to imagine, right? So if that's the case and he's with Watson next year, I could uh, be down with that Cooper. He's probably going to be worth more than Cooper's of the cup variety. <laughs> I mean, he's wide receiver 14 with Brissett at quarterback. That's impressive. That mm-hmm. That's really impressive. That fact that Brissett can have a wide receiver 14 and now bring Watson in, that's got to get better, right? You hope? Yep, they got such a steal on Cooper. Yeah, they did. I, I just didn't even know what to think. Didn't they pay like a fifth for him? Yeah, but they took on his contract, I think, is really what is the, the reason for the discounted draft pick value. I really, I, Cooper needed to go out and show me the money, and phew, he did. I, I just didn't draft him. I didn't care where he fell. I was like, I'm not drafting him. I'm not. And that's fine. Like, now I know better. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really draft him. I did end up getting him kind of as like a, like a more of like a throw-in when he went to Cleveland or, mm-hmm. you know, nothing. I never paid anything significant for him, so I do have a decent amount of, a, a small amount of Cooper, I guess I'd say. That, that kind of got us like to make a deal work. You buy right. the dips. So when someone yeah. dips, even if you, you're not a big fan, if it dips enough, you're still take it. Yeah. Yeah, like when it, when it comes to value, like, okay, this is really cheap. Like, we're talking basically like a third rounder rookie pick in value, and I can get this. Like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Impressive. He's a year younger than Cup. Nick, why don't you go on with your next pick? So, I don't mean to go all Hollywood on you, but I picked Marquise Brown. <laughs> Today, actually, they said that he might actually even play Monday night. He might be back, which is earlier than I had expected, when, even when we made this pick as far as for this season. I understand this draft is for next year, but if you look what he was doing without Hopkins there, he was blowing up. All but two games were over 10 targets, and in one game, he had 14 catches. 14 catches is the most catches in a game this season made by a wide receiver, other than one other wide receiver did the same thing, and that was Cooper Cup. No other wide receiver has had more than 14 catches in a game and he's 25 he's still got his fifth year option available Hopkins is going to be even older next year and I don't know about whatever the deal is with the PEDs but he's currently doing okay I think Marquise Brown is one of the most undervalued guys who has showed out and has he was good last year on the Ravens and then he was good this year on the Cardinals and he went down I do understand injury concerns now but this is someone I think I like above consensus and someone I've been buying up just because he has the IR next to his name. I agree with you. It, I mean, he was critically undervalued for a while. Nobody wanted Marquise Brown. Everyone kind of like got used to like a wide receiver kind of breaking out their first year and then he kind of does it his third year mm-hmm. with Baltimore and then he gets traded and everything that he's done on the Cardinals has looked good. Just a ton of targets without Hopkins and I'm sure even with Hopkins that's just going to be a great offense. If Bateman hadn't been hurt, this might be the spot where I'd be taking 
taken Rashad Bateman. Uh, but with Bateman going down and then now an injury history, he's going to slide. He could end up being a value if he's actually able to stay healthy and meets what previous expectations have been that made me draft him in this spot previously. But as of right now, he's going to slide all the way out of the top 24 in this draft, at least. Speaking of do not drafts, he is probably the top of my list. I am so over Rashad Bateman. I can't. Like, no offense, Bateman. I hope you get better fast. And everybody in fantasy football hopes you do. But my God, talk about a frustrating player. I don't think he's ever going to play. I think he came into the NFL and he he retired through injury. Bad break, man. Mm, Yeah. And then you're just baited into picking him. And then it's like, you know, the bait falls off the hook and you got no fish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's who you pick when you're picking between him and other slim pickings. Yeah. Mm, I'm taking the other option. I don't care who it is. I might even take Cam Newton. No, that's a lie. <laughs> you ain't got a lie to kick it. Yeah. That's a lie. That's a, I'm sorry. That was a lie. <laughs> but speaking of slim pickings. Speaking of pickings. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, it was my time to be picking, and I picking pickings. George Pickens, I am taking here. His target have been a little low the last couple of games, but, you know, working with a new quarterback in Pittsburgh. I mean, obviously super young. He's, what, 21? Really, really young. Very talented. He's not going to have a problem in the future. Just, I think, trying to work out the kinks and get some mojo on that team. But I, I like George Pickens, so I'm good with him here. Many, many years of future Pickens. Yep. Well, his competition was traded away to join Justin fields on the bears that cleared the way for george there i don't think he did any i don't think claypool did anything this week did he did he even play i don't know was he did not do great this week no which was probably a little bit frustrating for anybody with claypool because Mm -hmm. they were probably thinking oh this will be great for claypool and it was like you know what it did though mooney was able to put up some points it opened up the field more took coverage off their other players Komet opened up it kind of opened up the entire field when you have a guy that can that's an actual threat on the outside like that just a big bodied receiver that's going to be who they're going to be focused on covering so maybe he doesn't put up the points but it's going to elevate the rest of his teammates finally to the Mooney Mm -hmm. everybody knows that Justin Fields has been blowing up the last few weeks but then you go and look at the box score it's like how many of these were receiving yards that got him there or completions that got him there during this stretch where he's been a QB one for five weeks in a row he has not thrown for over 200 yards in a single game, yet he's been a a QB1 five weeks in a row. So while that is great for Fields, you think it would be good for his wide receivers, maybe just Mooney. It's going to be Claypool being touchdown dependent, just because there's not enough volume going around, but they improve that offense just a little bit more, maybe improve the line a little bit more where he can actually not have to take off immediately, but all that doesn't matter when you rush for 178 yards more than Vic rushed. Like, doesn't matter. In the meantime, a little worried about Claypool, but it definitely cleared up things for George Pickens. So that's your favorite Pickett to Pickens connection. Yeah. I like that connection. Picking Pickens. All right, Mike, moving right along. Bridging to London. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go on the London Bridge now. <laughs> Real quick on Pickens. I, I really, he's got such a great athletic profile and he 
probably slid in the draft because of character issues and an injury, and he very easily could have been a first-round pick. He's got that type of talent and that type of production in college, so it's not like he's like a you know like a sneaky second-round pick. He had the profile to do it. It was just getting through the injury and everything. Mm -hmm. So I really do like that pick. I think it's a little earlier than I would have taken him right now, but I could see him going even higher than where you took him there. Yep, the uh, mock draft I'm doing right now for 2023 with player profiler Cody Carpentier picked George Pickens in the fourth round of the startup. I could see him going there by the end of the season. Would you have picked him over the Ray of Sunshine? Pickens? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Oh. Not right now. Hmm. Oh. oh. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Well, excuse me. <laughs> pointed question. <laughs> I would probably take the next three picks over Pickens right now. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. You know. <laughs> but I could see Pickens going as high as where Pittman is by the end of the season, depending on, you know, if that offense starts putting things together and what it's starting to look like. Mm -hmm. You know, he does have that type of talent. Anyway, let me get back to it. I, I picked Drake London. Very disappointing rookie year. Very disappointing offense. America. Marcus Mariota just looks absolutely horrible. You got to think. I mean, this is like the trend with all of my picks. You got to think they're getting a quarterback next year. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that. I do. <laughs> I keep taking all these very talented wide receivers just in such an awful situation. Like It's crazy to me that we can't find better quarterbacks for the NFL. Oh, they're coming this year. Could you imagine if Metcalf and Pittman and London all had good quarterbacks? Yes. Like, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I realize that not every team can go out there and win the Super Bowl. So, like, there has to be the cream has to rise to the top, right? But we could have some better stuff going going on out there. Drake London definitely somebody I like more thinking with 2023 and beyond rather than this year. This year is it's it's terrible volume. It's so it's like it's like he's getting like seven targets a game. Like he's just getting like the, it just Mariota is so bad. <laughs> he's yeah. been he's been bad for a while. <laughs> That's why he's been a backup for many years. Yeah. It's like, did Atlanta think that was going to change? Mm -hmm. It's like picking who's the most valuable Atlanta Falcon weapon, and the correct answer is none of the above. <laughs> Mariota's thrown more than 200 yards three times in 10 weeks. More than 200. Yep, and he's not rushing for Fields numbers. No. No. I beg to differ, Nick. Cordero Patterson can be the team. He's like the McCaffrey of that team. He can play every position. <laughs> like, let him quarterback. Let's see how he does. <laughs> Five weeks under 150 passing yards for the game. Stellar. <laughs> Nailing it. <laughs> Like, if Pitts and London get a quarterback, they're going to go up. Yeah. This is the lowest you're going to be able to get them. God, Pitts is the Pitts right now. But that's next week's episode. Let's move on. We've got MJ next. He picked Debo Samuel, another guy who kind of can get out there and do it all. Is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? What is Debo this week? Christian McCaffrey came into San Francisco a couple weeks ago. How do we feel like Christian is going to um, affect Marlon? and Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he got him off the team, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Marlon. Negatively affected 
Marlon Mack. Uh, I think he's also kind of negatively affecting Debo. Yeah. And not only that, Elijah Mitchell coming back. Yeah. And getting half of the shares in the backfield is also negatively affecting Debo. Especially since Debo has only been targeted 10 times once in the season. Most of the time it's like 6 to 8 times. At the beginning of the season he was getting several rushing attempts. He's only had a few rushing attempts for the last several weeks. Until last week, he did get four rushing attempts, but still only six targets and two catches for 24 yards. So people are probably pretty disappointed with their Debo shares right now. I think he's where he's at. Disappointing, but Debo's a little younger than Terry McLaurin. He's not as old as these 29-year-old guys. Yeah. There's uh, still hope for Debo. You know, maybe if he gets someone who isn't a game manager quarterback. I don't know. Man, that offense likes to work it to the running backs when they have good enough ones there, and it appears that that is the case, at least at the moment, while everyone's hamstrings are intact, so it might not be great for Debo. Yeah, as long as McCaffrey and Mitchell are healthy, he's not going to be running the ball, and that's just going to limit what he's going to do on the field. You know, you're not going to get a ton of upside in the passing game on that offense, especially when you have, like, AU can, you know, Kittle if they don't have him as, like, a tackle. Yeah. And it's the little rushes that was, like, the allure of Debo, where he's like, yeah, that might be the case with a lot of wide receivers, but he also gets those rushing yards and attempts and whatnot that made it where it's like, no matter what happens, at least he's got that. You take that away, it's like, that's why he ends up falling as far in this draft as he has. Well, they have Trey Lance, so I guess this isn't like a, can you imagine if they had a quarterback, because they do have a quarterback, if he remains in San Francisco. That's just another running back. <laughs> they have a ton of talent on that team. Ton of talent. And the names over there are ridiculous. Yeah, Trent Williams. Alright, well, Nick, why don't you go ahead with your pick? Following up Debo, I picked Garrett Wilson, and this is picking him over Traylon Burks, who, in the rookie drafts, I was still taking Traylon Burks above Garrett Wilson. It may have come at Elijah Moore's expense. I don't know. Whatever's going on there. Uh, this was moving him to slot. Maybe he comes back, but even Denzel Mims is playing more and being more productive than him at this point. But uh, my pick was Garrett Wilson and he's coming off a couple good weeks in a row before the bye week. Coming back now and this he's putting all this up at 22. So he's already breaking out early in his rookie season. It's good juju for Garrett Wilson. There could be a QB upgrade in the future, even if it's not next year. I don't know. As long as Zach Wilson isn't Darnold. All right. And back to me. This is Devontae Adams, of course. I mean, when it, when when a talent like this falls to this position, it's one of those where you can't ignore it unless they're just a, on the no draft list that you have in your head. And I'm like, I'm not going to let him fall any farther. I went with a guy who fell here and um, he is probably our most senior wide receiver. I think Mike said he was 64 68, years old? 68. 68 years old. Close. But you cannot deny that he's crushing it. Yeah. He's what? Wide receiver 5 on the year? So I went Devontae Adams. I don't know how long he'll be playing football. I mean, he may end up like um, Larry Fitzgerald played until he was 175 years old. So <laughs> it can happen. He was really good. <laughs> Very specific he stats was. on the right track. Trade podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Devontae Adams is, what is he, 29? He is 29. Yeah. He's blowing up. He's having good games. Carr isn't looking great. The only wide receivers that are older than him that are even in like the top 60, 70 are like Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins. Other than that, he's about to turn 30. Those guys are all already hit 30. You know, there's that year where his value is going to fall in half approaching soon. But as of right now, he's having enough blow up weeks that is making him more productive than 
you know, the majority of wide receivers out there. So some people may look at this and be like, holy cow, how can Devontae Adams fall that far? But this is for 2023. He'll already be 30 by then. It's like, how high are you willing to take Adams when you've got 22-year-olds who are breaking out on the board? So I like the pick here with Devontae Adams. You know, you could justify him where like Cup and them went if you really wanted to, if that's your style. It's just uh, more about your perception. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe if you were able to snag a couple of the young guys and then you can risk grabbing one of those older guys that, you know, you've got longevity in the young guys. And this is a piece that if he goes out there and crushes it again next year, you're happy you picked there. I've bought Devontae Adams like three or four times in the last couple of weeks. It's been one of the guys I've bought the most. And it's not really by choice. It's just the people are trying to get rid of Adams because I know, you know what I mean? He's about to turn 30. But as a win now at a discounted value, I'm definitely willing to take Devontae Adams to help me win this year. Trade for him and proceed. He puts up two 20-point weeks in a row. It's like that's what you're looking for in a win now. So Look at that. I just made that trade. Um, I traded away Devontae Adams, and I got Brees Hall and a second next year. Yeah. Now that I love. That's yes, something you'll be thanking yes, yourself yes, for in two years yes. for sure. <laughs> you'll be thanking yourself at the end of the year, the beginning of next year. That was a great trade. Yeah. The only thing, I don't, I don't think I had the team to win in there. Like mm-hmm. per, The perception was I was doing better than I was. I, I don't have anything. Even if I made it into the championship, I don't have anything for the championship team. It was, I think it was luck what my team was doing week to week. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to win this championship. So I'm going to go ahead, trade away Adams. If I had the team to win, I I may have been a little bit reluctant because obviously Brees Hall's not putting any points on my board right now, but I was pretty happy with that trade. All right. So Papa, tell him who you picked. <laughs> I went with the, the new Devonte Adams, Christian Watson. <laughs> so ready to stop hearing them talking about Devontae Adams not being there. The new Gabe Davis. The wide receiver three of week 10. Very nice. Yeah, finally. We've been waiting for this. But really, this this is a little early. I, I do think he can absolutely be in the top 24, but I, I will admit this is premature. I've been waiting for a breakout for Christian Watson. All Rodgers needed was just a tall, fast wide receiver on the outside. Somebody that can catch touchdowns and just you know take over that Devontae Adams role and he's been hurt all year yeah you know whether a concussion or a twisted pinky whatever whatever he had going on <laughs> it seems like it seems like every week like at one point he was questionable to return in the middle of his touch the, the game last week where he scored three touchdowns it was just like like are you just joking are you just doing yeah. this to aggravate like people every every catch he just went down and like there was an injury timeout and like, i guess they told him like hey just don't get tackled so he scored three touchdowns he's like oh yeah this is how we do it yeah yeah this is how i not get injured i just need to catch the ball in the end zone. If he can stay on the field and stay healthy, I, I'm not saying he's scoring three touchdowns every week, but I, I think he could be a 10-11 target guy from at, from uh, Rodgers or whoever's throwing for them next year and just be a focal point of the receiving game on that offense. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, a guy who made like James Jones relevant and Jordy Nelson where they leave and then they're not anywhere as close to what they were previously. Christian Watson is a year older than Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, but two years older than George Pickens, Drake London. He was one of the older rookies, and the injury concerns are definitely real. He could be kind of like a blow up this game and then not get the touchdowns the next game and not blow up because, you know, this blow up came on the back of a a lot of passing touchdowns there. So I'm curious in other matchups how it plays out, but with Romeo Dobbs going down, Cobb could be back. Is Cobb going to take a lot away from him? 
I don't know. I think if Christian Watson can stay healthy, it's definitely going to be awesome. He's just hasn't proved to be healthy yet. His route tree and what he really can do is somewhat limited compared to some of these other really dynamic wide receivers who we've already selected. As far as right here, especially coming off to the, that huge game, if it's even close to that for the rest of the season, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Even if you take away the touchdowns, if he can get a heavy target share in that offense, he can put up big numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Once he earns Rodgers trust, I mean, it's, it's game on, which I feel like he probably did in this last game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he threw the ball to him eight times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot because Rodgers can be a little bit stingy on his rookies, but <laughs> he, he definitely is going to be avoiding Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't target him once this week. Probably because he's not out there. Yeah, Marquise Brown, too. Zero targets in four weeks. Getting crazy. I know. It's, it's, a, it's a slump. It's a frustrating time. But he could, he could be back this week. He could be. All right. Moving on to back to MJ. The multi, multi, multi-million dollar Christian Kirk is who he picked at whatever pick we're at right now. <laughs> My mathematicians. Quick were- maths. 24. It's the second to last. <laughs> 211. I don't do math. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that. You can Quick explain maths. it all you want. Quick maths. We're doing two rounds. Second to last pick. Pick 11. Second to last pick. 111. Or 211. <laughs> Christian Kirk. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> Is it the 311? What did you just say? The 311? Uh, 211. You got it. <laughs> I'm tired. It's late. You guys are picking on me. I'm fired. I am drinking a coffee. I don't know what my excuse is, okay? Mike, shut up. (laughs) It's peppermint. It is. It's peppermint mocha. It's like a frilly coffee. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday at the Harry Potter thing, I had black coffee with whiskey and amaretto, and I had a... Oh, bougie. Bougie Mike. (laughs) No, no, that's not bougie. Black coffee with amaretto is a great drink. He drank it in a teacup, you guys. Did you hold your pinky out? Oh, just pinky out. <laughs> Only because it doesn't bend. All right. And do we want to say anything about Christian Kirk? Is there anything to say about Christian Kirk? He's tied to Lawrence. He'll be competing with Calvin Ridley next year to be the wide receiver one for that team. I think that'll be interesting to see. if, As long as he's the one that wins out, I guess he could be this top 24 oh guy. God. But so weird. I think in drafts, he's probably going to go a little lower than that because people are going to be looking at Calvin Ridley, assuming that he's... I'll believe it when I see Calvin Ridley back on a field. I'm not convinced. I don't know. It's something worth gambling on right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet on it. All right. Last but not least, whatever pick we're on, it's the 212. Pick number 24. Mm-hmm. While mortals lose, gods win. And I picked Chris Godwin. Yeah. He's paid. He's going to be there. If Ray doesn't come back, hopefully they get some other kind of vet to come in there because they've got weapons because Evans will be there next year. You know, Julio, even older. I don't know if they bring him back or not. Can you imagine if Godwin got a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Just think, like, if they split Brady in two and it was two 22-and-a-half-year-old quarterbacks to compete. Oh. Because, you know, <laughs> I debated hard and was asking to other people what they thought and whatnot, whether I wanted to go with Traylon Burks, the mystery, the unknown, the youth, mm-hmm. where it's been hurt and we haven't really seen it and he came back and it didn't, like, blow up in this first game back. Are we looking up at the end of the season like, wow, Burks finished the season hot and he's going to be, you know, sought after next year? Or is 
he going to not have the most exciting rookie season and then maybe go a little bit later than this? But I, I leaned like the Gina method where it's like, you know, what have you done for me lately? And Chris Godwin has been doing well for you lately. So Old faithful. Coming in injured. Old faithful. And coming off of injury and having little re-injury thing, you know, made it scary for Chris Godwin at the beginning of the season and during draft season for this year. But based on what you've seen, this is somebody who's getting targeted over 10 times a game most of the time. Um, even if he's not reeling in all of them, he's got that super safe floor like PPR. You know, you've got over 10 points almost every single week. And he's 26 still, so he's not one of the 29-year-old wide receivers. Godwin could have his best season next year still with the age of production that you've seen. Yeah, I like Godwin. Yep. You like Godwin, obviously you like him better than Evans. Yeah, because Evans is older, and older. Evans yeah. isn't as multi-purpose as Chris Godwin. Evans is touchdown dependent. I mean, Evans isn't bad. It's just when I'm thinking dynasty, I don't know. I always undervalue Evans for whatever reason. Everybody undervalues Evans. Mm-hmm. Because he's kind of more like that deep threat where, like, oh, yeah, he had a 1,000 yards a year for the last 15 years, you know, whatever the stat they want to say on mm-hmm. ESPN every time he plays. <laughs> but, he, you know, he's not catching a ton of passes. He's not the guy that's going to be catching 15 passes in a game, 10 passes in a game. He's never going to be that guy. But he could be, you know, he could catch three for 150 and two touchdowns when he does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the other guys are gone, he he's done well. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what it is that makes me not like Evan as much other than the fact that it's like why do we like Adams more than Evans? Well, it's probably because Adams is a high-end wide receiver one, but then like Mike Evans is like your wide receiver 12 on this season. Why is he not on this draft board? But he's 29, but so are some of these other guys. So I can see the argument there, but if I can get great production out of Chris Godwin at a couple years younger on the same exact team where they're going to be playing with each other next year as well, I'm probably leaning Godwin. Okay. I like Godwin. This is about where you take him. I, I get not taking Burks here. Burks could very well be here in a week. He could be here in two weeks. He could be here in a month, or he could just never get there. But, you know, as we get see more out of Burks, we'll be able to kind of figure that out, see things. But we just haven't seen enough of him to really go ahead and justify putting him up there in the top 24 at this point, especially with the injury concerns. Uh, Godwin was expected to have, a, you know, a couple of things going on after an ACL. He had the hamstring issue, but he's been putting up solid numbers since. Any surprises in this draft for you guys? MJ's always full of prizes. <laughs> MJ. I value his uh, his opinions and takes a lot because it's someone who doesn't always think the same way that I do about a lot of different things. So he has an interesting mm-hmm. perspective on a lot of players. And he's always really knowledgeable anytime I am looking for a little bit of advice on like who to play week to week. Like I always value MJ's responses. He always does a good job of like giving you his why and puts good information out there. So yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely one who I like to hear his opinion on different players. Yeah, but I like a RDT, a fan of MJR. <laughs> Mr. 82. Mr. 82. What about um, any, real quick, because I know we got to wrap this up. We're out of time. Anybody you would have liked to see in this top 24 that didn't get picked? Like there one are player? a few guys. And this is something Mike talked about in the offseason when we did wide receivers. He's like, we're not even to the point where I start taking wide receivers yet. His sexy, his sexy players. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're going to do next week we're gonna mix in the tight ends with everyone who we didn't get in the top 24 and see who else you know, a lot of these players are gonna be the guys that's like hey you know if things break right they could end up being in the top 24 so it's gonna be the tight ends and the rest of the pool party next week oh well, i am definitely looking forward to that thanksgiving week oh yeah yeah 
All right, well, that rounds out our top 24 wide receivers for the 2023 season. We certainly hope you all enjoyed this episode and... Personally, I'm uncertainly hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, Nick. (laughs) We thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And as mentioned by Nick, next week we will get into the tight end pool party. Super excited tight ends in November. It's a little chilly for a pool party now, but we're doing it anyway. We're doing a Christmas, early Christmas here. Because <laughs> it's your tight ends and they're my favorite. <laughs> Bring your floaties. This is a pool party? <laughs> Bring, yeah, the tight ends. Man, I love oh. the tight ends. They're my favorite. Tight ends if it's and frozen, kickers. it'll be the tight ends. You know, skating party. <laughs> what is that? The polar pl- We're doing the polar plunge next week with tight ends. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> well, we do hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true. Make sure to subscribe, follow us on Twitter, find us on Sleeper, reach out with any questions you might have and want us to discuss on the show. But thank you for being loyal fans and listeners, and we will see you guys next week. Loyal phalanges. Lo- loyal phalanges. Mock draft rank. <laughs> Don't forget to bring it out. Good morning. Good night. Peace.